0: Hello all of my little starlights and sorrows My name is Shibusa Starlight here and I'm going to be doing a segment on my um, podcast on this show basically called Manga Monday. Manga Monday basically is just me discussing about any type of manga that I find and I will go ahead and I shall review it and I shall tell you all about um Pretty much how I feel about it, my own thoughts and everything else. Um I want to apologize basically for supposed to be doing a review on some anime. I had a lot of stuff and I did record, but my stuff basically got corrupted and messed up and I couldn't actually post it because my phone is basically being trash. So Again, I deeply, deeply apologize, but I will post more, I will probably post again today to talk about the uh, two animes I want to do, well, the four animes I wanted to review from last week and from basic, from last week and the week before. But right now, we're only going to be discussing about the manga that's also an anime called The Promised Neverland. Now, I heard about the Promised Neverland. It's been on my recommendations list since I watch anime on YouTube, but I've never I've never been fully interested in it until I found the manga in my library that was fairly new and I instantly ran to it and I decided to watch it. I mean, welcome can- to read it. My apologies. So, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys about my review, or at least how I feel about The Promised Neverland. This book keeps you on your toes. This book is amazing. The book is beautiful. The storyline is absolutely, like, breath. It's like jaw-dropping. This, the storyline makes you actually think, like, whoa, wait a minute, you... Is this what's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen? It takes you by surprise, making you think that it's going to go one way when it actually goes another way that you, either were, what, that you either were expecting it to go, but you weren't really sure, or you just didn't expect it to go that way at all. So what is The Promised Neverland really about? The Promised Neverland is about these uh, the three kids who are orphans who basically uncover this dark reality this dark reality truth pretty much around their orphanage from what from the orphanage that they called home. And it it's very, very sad (laughs) about how they discover it, but at the same time it's like now that they know what's gonna happen. I'm going to try to keep this into a non-spoiler-like show, but if I do spoil something, please let me know. I will try to contain myself, but I'm the type of person where if you do tell me a spoiler, I'm not going to get triggered by it and say, like, you spoiled it for me. Um, I'm most likely just going to be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so if I do that to you, I'm sorry. But. Besides that, I want to go ahead and talk about the. Um, go ahead and talk about this book. Now I've only read chapters one through seven. I also read the third installment of the book. I haven't actually read like the remaining chapters. So as soon as I went to book one, um, I already saved book two. So when I go back to the library, I'm going to try my very best. Uh, you know, get book two, but I've on the mat. I jumped to book three, <laughs> so that's dumb on my part. That's dumb on my part, but um, chapters one through seven basically is pretty much an introduction to your characters. There's these introductions to pretty much uh, who the characters are and the setting and everything else. So, um, you you get introduced to the main character, like, the main main character, Emma, who is this bright, bubbly girl who believes, who is just this ball. You know, she believes that, you know, everything is going great, everything's good, the world is, the world is just, the world is just fantastic. That's what she thinks. She's a character where the world is just fantastic. And then you get introduced to Norman. You know, he's like, he's like the smart one in the group, basically. Um, actually, no. I'm gonna say it this way. Emma, Norman, and Ray basically remind me of, like, of Sasuke, Naruto, and Sakura. For some reason, I feel like, like, Ray's character, because he's always, his face is always in a book. But he's always really too gloomy and he's very analytical. And he always thinks about like, you know, I don't want to say he only thinks about himself, but he's like, I'm willing to go to the bad side just as long as everyone else is okay with it. So basically, I would say Ray is Sasuke. Norman's like Sakura, but more, but actually like more capable. and Emma is Naruto, so that's (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny and I should say that was kind of funny but um back to the manga so basically you get introduced to those three characters and you know the introduction is like we live a happy wonderful life you know nothing bad could happen we've always been there for each other life is just amazing we're always on this schedule, but our mom, who is the caretaker, always treats us with love and kindness and respect. Life is life is good. Like we wouldn't change it for the world until they make a very dark discovery about exactly their orphanage and the real actual truth that makes them question everything. Like it makes them question exactly like is everything we thought was a massive lie and if it was how long has this been going on <laughs> like th- that's pretty much the entire gist of the storyline the gist of the storyline is like uncovering dark truths and figuring out who's telling the truth and who's telling a lie and it's really interesting to see the character's reaction now um again sorry if this doesn't sound too good this is my first time actually reviewing like a manga so i hope i'm doing okay but if it's crappy i'll get better at it but um what else can i say about this ant- this manga um you kind of get introduced to a lot new things so like i already talked about like emma norman and emma Find out are like the first two to find out that their entire life is a lie, and they discover these things that I don't know what to call them, but I'm gonna call them what they call them in the manga. Um, they discover that they're like these demons, basically, and so they just like they discover that there are these demons that live in the outside world, and I'm not going to tell you exactly how they discover that there's demons but let's just say quote-unquote that there's actually like demons that are that are actually like in our this <laughs> there are demons on in the outside world that are waiting for them and how they discover it is so gruesome and dark but basically they have they're trying to find a plan they're concoct they're is it concocting Conjugate, conjugate whatever they're trying to concoct a plan I think that's the word they're trying to concoct a plan to basically escape their their whole entire their original life like once they finally realized their life that their entire life that they had is a lie now they're trying to find a plan to escape they're like we need to escape Emma and Norman are like we need to escape from here like now because if we stay here Something's gonna happen and it's not going to be good. So they have like, there's this one crazy argument because like Emma basically wants everybody to escape together, but like every kid in the orphanage, she doesn't want them to, she doesn't want some, something bad to happen to them. Um, she doesn't want something bad to happen to them. She basically wants them all to be together to stay as a family because that's her main thing. We're all a family and no one gets left behind. It's like Lilo and Stitch. Ohana means family. No one gets left behind. And I appreciate that. Because I was like, I made a Lilo and Stitch reference. Yeah. But, um. so Norman's like, I don't even know if that's something we should do. Because, you know, I don't know. We don't know how everyone's going to actually make it. But Norman's trying to like lift Emma's spirits. Like, yeah, we'll get everyone out of here. We'll get everyone out of here. And then they finally go ahead and they tell Ray, you know, the Sasuke of the group, like, uh, I see y'all are, try-, like, Ray's like, I see you guys are trying to, like, something's happening right here, and I want to know exactly, like, what, what exactly happened. I want to know. So, y'all better tell me. Um, oh my gosh, I can't, okay, guys, I'm sorry, I can't do this, I'm gonna spoil it for you guys. Because I can't do this. I can't keep quiet. I can't. So, we're going to go back to the beginning. Norman and Emma find, there was this one girl who was going off into the orphanage. And there was this one girl who was going off into the orphanage. And basically, you know, what was her name? Jeez. Connie. There we go. Because <laughs> I had to think of a tap on Titan for that name. But basically, Connie was a six-year-old girl who was basically going to be going to a foster family, and she left her little bunny. and Emma and Norma find it, and they said, and they and they said to the others, "We're gonna go return it to her." So as soon as they return it to her, they discover the most gruesome sight ever. Connie's like body is like slashed. Like Connie, not Bonnie. What Connie? Connie is dead. She's basically, she's dead. For a six-year-old girl, is dead. And, you know, Emma and Norman are just shocked to find what happened to Connie. And so they hide once they hear footsteps, and they see that, you know, there's, like, these demons that want to eat Connie. Like, they want to eat like, her, they want to eat her up and eat her, um, I flesh, uh, either her flesh or just, I pretty much believe I just want to eat, like, everything, especially the brain. So, um, Connie and, em, like, not what? oh my gosh, so Emma and Norman are just shocked and disgusted about what they found, and what's even more shocking is they see their caretaker, Or who they or who they like to call mom, and you know they see her working with these demons, and that's when Emma and Norman now they don't realize this till like a little bit later on after the incident, but they realize that they're not living in an orphanage. They're living in a plant. They're living in this facility. This like I want to call it a facility where they train kids' minds because. These kids basically have to take a test every day, and the more higher their IQ is, the more tasty the human is. That's how it works. So they realize that they're living in this plant where they basically are selling kids. Like, basically, it's human trafficking. I believe that's what human trafficking is. So they're human trafficking children to demons. They're selling kids. Two demons, like the mom is selling kids, the kids to the demons, and Emma and Norman are just like we have to keep qu- no. Emma and Norman are freaking out, but Norman's like we need to keep quiet about this. We need to just stay quiet and act like everything is normal. And both Emma and Nor- and Norman are trying their very best to keep like everything under control. But Emma's like still kind of freaking out. Like I just uncovered the truth. Oh my gosh, like what's is, is everything that we knew was a lie? Like that's her mindset right now. So like I said, Emma and Norman try to find a plan to escape and they start to learn more that the older they also learn that the older they are, you know, the tasty the older they are with the higher I with the higher IQ, the more tasty and more valuable the meat is. So, um. Oh, that's a nice coat of water. But um. Ooh. So Emma and Ray, Norman, Emma and Norman like race, try to figure out way like race the forest and try to figure out ways they can escape. And when they do, they find this wall that's like blocking the into- that's like blocking the outside world. And Emma and Norman decide the only way we can actually get out of here. If we escape from out of, we can't climb over that wall and escape to freedom. But here's the dilemma. Emma wants everybody to escape. Emma wants everybody from the orphanage, all the kids, to escape with them because she's like, they're my family. I'm not leaving them behind. I love them. If I go, they go. So Norman is thinking about this like, oh, my gosh we can't get everybody out of here, but if Emma wants, if Emma thinks we can do it, I'm down for it, and that's what happened, so then, after they come up with the plan, you know, and they act like everything is normal, trying to gather up what they need, the caretaker, I'm gonna call her mom, mom, she asked Emma and Norma, she's like, did you guys go by the gate, because... They have this gate that they cannot go through because it's forbidden. But that's where Emma and Norman had to go to retrieve, Con- to give Connie her bunny back. And they discovered the truth. So Emma and Norman are freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh. And then Norma- Norman, like, I don't know how the two, but I guess the two, like, are have this super cool bond. But they have, like, they're, they look at each other. And it's like they're talking to each other in their minds, like, act normal and they tell mom like no we didn't go by the gate we know it's forbidden come on we're like they're good kids so mom doesn't believe knows that somebody like knows that somebody went out um to the gate otherwise Connie's bunny wouldn't be there because the mom left left it there for a reason left it back at the orphanage for a reason so she knows it was someone in the orphanage she just doesn't know exactly who. Until later chapters. Mm-hmm. But, um. So the rest of the time. The rest of the book of chapters 1 through 7. 1 through 6, I would say. Is just basically just them. You know. Pretty much talking about, like. Oh, well. We need a plan to escape. And that's when they tell Rey and you know once they tell ray ray is like okay i'll help y'all escape but we need to only if us three only need to escape we can't get everybody out there and emma's like all optimistic she's like no i want to get everyone out there we can do this we just we need to just figure out how and ray's like okay you never listen to me but you know if you think we can fine your death wish and then chapter seven is what's really shocking because what Gets revealed, and I think this actually gets revealed in chapter five or six. But what also gets revealed is that you know, the kids, because you know, what's so interesting about the kids is that the kids are actually being tracked, in other words, they have a tracking device in their bodies because the mom checks her watch, and the watch is a tracking device to see which kid who is where. Which kid is, okay, where the kid exactly is. She doesn't know exactly any name or who. She just. I'm just guessing that the tracking device is like little tiny little dot. So, like, I don't know who that kid is, but that kid is over here. So, I know where that kid is at. So, that's basically, like, what it is. Like, once they realize they have a tracking device, they need to figure out a plan to actually, like, get the tracking device out, and they need to catch up with the plan to like you know fix like all the basic necessities that they need um they also they also learn more about exactly more about um about the outside world but that's like for further chapters i'm probably just going to focus on chapters just one through seven but um another crazy thing that happened Is that the mom has I believe the mom has an idea of exactly that someone went out so she calls in another another an an assistant that's right the mom calls for an assistant and what's super crazy is that this assistant okay it's not crazy but it's funny that this assistant is a black lady And the way that her character looks, I appreciate it. Like, I'm not saying, like, here's the reason why I appreciate it. Because I believe that the adults, or at least the caretakers in this show, are supposed to be intimidating and frightening. You have the mom, who is this nice, kind lady. And then you have this assistant, who her name is Sister Crone. She's, like, this muscular, strong afro lady with like she just looks like she's like a, a bodybuilder which for some reason i didn't have a problem with her character because it was like oh okay you're just like this massive intimidating bodybuilder but well, that's okay you're cool so what's super crazy is that you know the two are talking and it later gets revealed that the mom maybe sim is somewhat similar to the kid. So so a little yeah, a little bit more about the mom. that so we also know we know about the mom is that the mom is somewhat similar to the kids. And we also know that um, that she knows that someone even though she knows that someone went to the gate, she doesn't want to report it because she knows if she reports it, I'm going to be the one to get in trouble. I want to handle this all on my own. And Sister Crone's like, so that's your game. All right, okay, I respect it, I respect it. But uh, how long do you think this little game will last? And then you kind of get more into, like, the other characters. Now, I haven't read, like, the chapters. I think it's chapter 8 through 22. I want to say that that's the next, that's the next book. But, um, I will went ahead and I think I read chapters 23 to 20, I think it's either twenty eighth, 27, I cannot remember, but I read that book before I read, like, I read other chapters before I figure out what else happened. So, uh, let me just go ahead and mention there, um, yeah, let me just go ahead and mention there that, uh, yeah. I'm probably, I like, I know what else happened, but I don't know what happened, like, from chapter (laughs) 8. So I went to chapter 7 to, like, another chapter, and I didn't reach chapter 8 into the rest. So I don't know what else happened. I do, all I know is from what I've read from the previous chapters, I was able to make connections to what exactly happened. But let's just say that two more characters also learned the truth about, the um about the whole entire human tra- the child trafficking but i don't exactly know how they know so i need to read the next book but. but that's all i pretty much have for you guys today uh i'm sorry if this was like a really bad manga review hopefully i'll get better and hopefully like you know things kind of go a very good way but that's all i have i may do another podcast today to talk about some anime and manga review from manga review what this is a manga review speak chief speak but i may do another uh i may do another show talking about uh doing the the corrupted um show that i was trying to do so watch out for that because there's going to be some anime reviews coming left and right so but without further ado i think i'm going to call this a show sorry if this is so short if I really had anything else to say I would say it but for now goodbye my little starlights and star and remember you're shining super bright nothing can stop you from shining all right guys and I will see you later